Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Geekscapists, we're going to be talking all about Marvel's Moon Knight, which just uh, finished up there on Disney+. Plus. This is like Marvel's, people have described him as Batman, but he's, he's not Batman. He's got something a little more, more supernatural about him going on. He's actually possessed by an Egyptian god. A lot of people were actually confused by Moon Knight. I think he's actually a pretty confusing character, as I've said on the show before. If you listen to Geekscape going up to, uh, leading, up, leading up to the uh, launch of of Moon Knight, I I was definitely saying, hey, how are they going to make this work? Because he's a very confusing character. On the page, I would argue that he hasn't had the most consistent uh, run in the in the comic pages. So how, what are they going to do uh, on the TV show? How are they going to make a kind of, I'll continue to argue, inconsistent character consistent enough? Well, Oscar Isaac, well, that helps a lot. Uh, and he did a phenomenal job. We're going to get really get into the nitty gritty on Moon Knight in this special. Uh, we are not going to be talking about uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. That'll come up early next week. We're going to give you all a chance to watch the movie first, but I hope that by now you've all seen some Moon Knight. We're going to be spoiling the heck out of it. So why don't we get started? Y'all ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Hey Geekscape, it's Jonathan here, and I just want to let you all know this is the Moon Knight Geekscape special. Ian Kerner is going to join me here in a bit. So there's going to be massive spoilers. If you have not watched all six episodes of Disney Plus and you know Marvel's Moon Knight, you probably want to bounce right now because we're going to get into the nitty gritty of it. Uh, if you if you don't mind spoilers, if you're like, eh, I'll watch it later, but I just kind of like listening to you and Ian work us through the episodes and tell us what was going on. Uh, we like your version of it, which is insane because we're not Oscar Isaac. Uh, then, yeah, stick around, throw, pull up a chair, pull up something to drink and hang out because we're going to be talking all things Moon Knight. And it sounds like this episode, like this is the Marvel show that maybe is the least familiar character to a lot of you. And uh, and it's a pretty confusing character. This is a multiple personality character. There's a lot going on here. And I think Jeremy Slater and company did a great job of representing this character on the TV screen. Was it successful for everyone? 
I don't know. Uh, I definitely heard some people either way say they loved it. And some people say, whoa, that I didn't know what was going on. As Big Yank says up in New York, he says, more like confused night. Well, uh, I got good news for you, Big Yanks. Uh, confusion no more. We got our good friend Ian Kerner here to help us work our way through Moon Knight. Ian, how are you doing, buddy? Doing all right. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, just to clarify for you guys, uh, Ian and I went to see Doctor Strange last night. We've got Doctor Strange on the brain, but you got to be patient. We've got to let you all watch it over the weekend. So we're going to be talking Doctor Strange early next week. We're not going to be spoiling any Doctor Strange. We're not going to be talking any Doctor Strange. We're going to be talking Moon Knight. So uh, if you've got Doctor Strange on the brain, too bad. Be patient. We're talking Moon Knight today. This is the uh, Geekscape Moon Knight Season 1 special. All right, um, Ian. Let's talk Moon Knight. Um, this is a character that's probably like lower tier for me as far as like what I love. I'm a big Spider-Man fan. I'm a big fan of Avengers books, things like that. I love the X-Men. But when it comes to Moon Knight, I've had a rough go of it. Moon Knight's kind of inconsistent to me. There's a lot going on every time I pick up the book. He's got multiple personalities. Um, talk to me about the intro of Moon Knight. Like, where did he come from? Who is he? It's definitely been an inconsistent book. You know, here's an interesting thing about Moon Knight. A lot of people look at Moon Knight in the comics as, or the, a classic Moon Knight, as sort of like Marvel's Batman, much more so than Daredevil. Um, in the comics, he doesn't really have superpowers other than the fact that he's gotten reincarnated a few times. Sometimes he has a little bit greater strength at night, but it's not crazy, you know, superpowers. Um Probably the most classic run is in the 80s. And you have like Doug Munch, who also wrote a lot of Batman writing it. Um, it's actually interesting. You know, a lot of people, and not to go off on a Batman tangent, but there's a lot of people that think, and I know that you love, you grew up on the, on the TV show and you love a little bit of a goofier Batman. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and I think you've even said to me, you know, that, you know, you, you like some people feel, oh, after Dark Knight Returns, everyone felt they had to go that way in Batman. But I think what a lot of people don't realize is long before Dark Knight Returns, that tone in Batman existed. I mean, certainly, and I'm not even just saying in the beginning, find a change with the 60s show, but, you know. No, we talked about it last week on the show, because Neil Adams, we were, we, were, we were eulogizing Neil Adams. And, I, and, and I talking about his run with Danny O'Neill. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you have Doug Munch. So, so Batman was gritty long before that. And the thing is, Moon Knight came along at that time. And so one of the writers that wrote Batman a lot wrote a lot of Moon Knight. Um, and, the, and the initial idea that we did get in this show, not, not to jump ahead, I know, you know, we were trying to sure. lay it out in sort of, you know, an episode order. But there's this idea, he's a straight up mercenary. Um, you know, in the comics, they really get into the, the origin, you really see it. You know, Bushmaster is for the longest time is his main bad guy. So they, they did drop a reference to him that he's the, the bad mercenary that's going to raid the tomb. And, you know, he turned on Mark and he kills him in the comics. And he dies, you know, right in front of Khonshu's temple and Khonshu brings him back. Um, but, you know, and what you really get that I, you know, and again, we'll get into it, but probably my biggest disappointment with the show is we don't have a street level Moon Knight because Moon Knight is generally a very street level character. Like a daredevil, uh, daredevil uh, Batman kind of. He's in the city and he's beating up the bad guys. Would Moon Knight have worked well on like a Netflix 
like when they were doing the Defenders characters? Absolutely. I mean, Moon Knight is a Marvel Knight type thing. Absolutely. That, 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 that was what I expected from Moon Knight. It, when those shows are coming out, my hope was, oh, good, give us Moon Knight next. You know, yeah. because he definitely would have fit into that. Okay, so we've got This is very Moon different Knight. than that. Yeah, and, and we were going to get into it because it goes off the rails pretty quickly uh, in a great way. And, and honestly, like, there were episodes, and we'll talk about episode four, uh, five, where I had to watch the episode twice because the sto- the story around episode four was starting to delineate from what I wanted it to be, which is I think closer to what you were talking about it being street level and starts really getting into the pantheon well, of the I, Egyptian gods and supernatural powers. And, and let me say this: talking about the comic run, so you know, for the most part, usually you don't really talk about like the definitive Moon Knight run. I think this is your problem with it. You know, in recent years, they've done some things, the Mr. Knight character, some of the, the mental stuff that they do don't totally reference in this. You, I know you mentioned like Lemire's run, you know, and they get into some stuff that is so different from what the character was. Um, eventually, ultimately, usually come back to this, usually some component of a street level thing, beating up bad guys. But it is so different. And, and they, they, they do a lot of work here to try to bring it all together. And I think that they, in some ways, it succeeded. In some ways, they failed. You know, um, but, oh. but but that that is the problem with with the history of the character. And as you know, like you know, there've been so many volumes comic book wise. You know, they've yes. definitely reinvented it a bunch. I mean, he's actually an Avenger for a while. Then he's fully against the Avengers for a minute. You know, there's a lot of different takes, and they've done a lot of different things with it. But he's always been Mark Spector mercenary he's always possessed by the god of Kachu, yes. and he's always had personality split personalities well, well originally when they originally presented it they didn't present it as multi-personality they straight up said no it was again much more batman you know the way okay. batman had matches malone you know moon sure. knight had jake lockley jake lockley was this he was a cabbie who would get him information all that but it was him and then Stephen yeah. grant was basically bruce wayne he was a you know billionaire and all this money. He was an industrialist. He had like a, a Moon Knight ship. Yeah, he had like, a, like an owl ship. Crescent ship. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I was yeah. like, are they going to do that in this series? Because I remember well, him having a ship with like a a, a ladder that falls out of well, it, and he can just exactly. like jump on rooftops. So by the way, so. so they did the imagery of that with the cape when he's flying. Mm-hmm. Which right again, I was like, <sighs> but I mean, how far can you push things? And again, we're not going to talk about Doctor Strange too because they pushed a lot of stuff there. But I mean, how much can you push things with a character that doesn't have an episode that's already come out? Like, like uh, you know, Doctor Strange is a sequel. We, people already have been familiarized with Doctor Strange, so the, the the sequel can go bonkers. With when you've got Moon Knight and there's a, a lack of familiarity with the characters, don't you think they have to kind of play things a little bit closer to their belt? And I think if we t- start talking about oh. the goldfish problem, the first episode, like. I think that they did actually a really good job of introducing the multiple personality focus I, of this character. I loved the first episode. I loved what they did with the multiple personalities. So, so again, to be clear, originally it wasn't that. Later they said, no, he has multiple personalities. Okay. And they went really far with that. And they've even gone as far as pushing this idea that is Kanchu real or not, or is it just in his head? They've played with that yes. many times. Okay, In the comics. Yes. Most recently, no country was real, but there was definitely a period, and they did a whole run where where the whole uh, insane, insane asylum thing comes from is did he make the whole thing up? And they literally did yeah. several issues making you wonder. 
Jim Pelgrin, at least uh, in the chat there on Facebook, in Geekscapes, we're live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. He says, one of the core concepts I always thought defined Moon Knight was this question. Is there a genuine mystical aspect to the character, or is he just crazy? Is he psychotic, having a break from reality? I like that the show balanced those ideas, but I actually don't think it did that much, Jim. I think right from that beginning in the in the Goldfish uh, episode, the pilot, um, I think that they r- right away say, like, this guy is, li- like, hearing things and they really dump Stephen Grant as an entry to it as an Egyptologist. And they say, Oh no, no, there's a God going on here. And you see a little bit of Conchu in that episode. Uh, you know, he's having like breaks because the editing and things and the way that they jump in action. Uh, I thought that was really effective. I really love, I also love the first episode. Um, but I actually think they answered the question right there I, I, there's I, some I supernatural they, stuff going on yeah absolutely. yeah there's some there's definitely supernatural stuff going on there's definitely a god speaking to him he's not just crazy because the influence on the outside factors is too much there are people getting yeah. like he's blacking out and then people well, are dead well, he's coming back too, not knowing how he got well, there well here's the thing that the show does and you know i'm maybe it's a criticism maybe it isn't instead of just suggesting something and letting it sit they kind of answer the question pretty quickly with the insane asylum, you know, I would have thought like, great, j- just end it there, you know, and you're wondering, is he crazy? And that's what the comics did, you know, is, is this all in his head? And they don't, they, they end the episode on seeing Mara, you know, so mm-hmm. they, they straight up telling you, no, it isn't, they're not leaving you wondering, you know, yeah. they're telling you, all right, there's much more going on here, but it's real, you know, so... In this first episode, you 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 get the. I think that starting with Stephen was a genius move. Yeah. Because it it, but it also gets rid of all those is he crazy things because it's so steeped in Egyptology, so steeped in the Egyptian gods, and that is his strength. He's kind of like a, he's kind of like me. He's kind of a guy who gets beat up and like thrown around and like he's always on the losing end of things. And his one strength is that he's really smart with his Egyptology stuff. Uh, Jonathan, but, that's not true. If it's a high school student in a movie theater. <laughs> We're going to get to that on the Doctor Strange special. (laughs) Jonathan snapped a little bit last night when people were uh, taking their phones out during Doctor Strange 2. Please don't take your phones out in the theater. Um, Or Jonathan gets mad and, uh, God, we'll tell that story on the Doctor Strange 2. There's our our preview of that one. Okay, so I have questions about this first episode because it also introduces the villain. This is Ethan Hawke playing this Arthur Harrow character who is judging people and like killing them if they fail the judgment for God Amit. And we know now by this point that like Mark is like hearing a voice or Mark slash Steven is hearing a voice in his head called Khonshu. It's driving him crazy. But now he's run afoul of this guy Amit and his followers who are looking for this little device that will lead to, we learn later in episode two, that it'll lead to Amit's tomb so that Amit could be uncovered. And that is what Amit is asking Harrow to do. Is Harrow a character? Arthur Harrow a character in the comics? He's a character in the comics. He's not this. He's okay. You know, and, and by the way, even the notion of the, the previous, you know, Avatar, we have seen some previous Avatars, you know, of the Moonlight Avatar. Yeah, yeah, but you know, but but not Arthur Harrow, and not immediately. There's not necessarily a sense that it's a direct line. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. it's not Iron Fist. Right. This made it's it feel that. to me very Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a passing on. And we get that in like the second episode, some in the suit where now Mark is just like, like he's rescued Steven in the, in the, uh, in the museum. He's killed a bunch of things that only Steven could see that looked like figments of his imagination. When you see it in the, in the, um, security cameras of the, of the, uh, 
of the museum. And so now, like, the cat's out of the bag. Like, Conchu's okay. talking to Steven, and Steven's sharing a body well, with Mark, I, 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 who is a mercenary. Let's talk about that for a second. Because, yeah. you know, the suit thing... Look, what I liked was it made it different than what we've seen in the MCU so far. I mean, it's a straight up, it's, you know, spawn and venom. Supernatural suit. It's spawn yeah, and venom, it's not, you know? he doesn't put it on like the bat cowl. It is a, it comes yeah, out comes of this in, power. And his powers are derived from it. And the fact that it's basically the same, it's what Conchu's wearing. So it's basically like visually you get that, you know, all right, it's Conchu's, you know, putting the cloak of his of his powers over him, right? Um, that's new? That's not in the comics? That's not in the comics. Uh, it's not okay. in the comics at all. By the way, Good move, I, I like good move bad move. My big struggle is, I mean, coming all the way to, not to jump ahead, but the level of powers and all that, it's just, it's so not what Moon Knight's been. That's the mm-hmm. question, good or bad. I mean, it's made him, he's more powerful. He's more of a superhero. As a God's avatar... I mean, an argument argument can be made like, well, he should be that powerful, right? Like he should have that. And the fact that he, he can didn't heal. is always odd. Yeah. So he's I, bulletproof. I, I kinda like it. It's just it's not what the comics ever were. Um I also okay. I kinda like the Egyptian Pantheon. I like the Amateur stuff. I like all this. Mm-hmm. I think it's a smart way to bring in this Pantheon. Um, you know, it's a really interesting thing, you know, way back when on when they first did Thor, and that was the whole question, you know, were they gonna embrace the pantheons of gods in the Marvel universe in the comics. And with Thor, they kind of tried to, they acknowledge Thor, you know, and the Asgardians have been around on earth, but they pretty much pushed the space alien thing, you know, and, and the Asgardians interacting, you know, with guardians of the galaxy and all that stuff sort of pushed that a bit more, right? Yeah. And it looks like they're going to do it even more in love and thunder when you you see Zeus or, you know, you see, you see Hercules in the, in the trailer. No, it was Don't Zeus. You? Or is it Zeus? It's Zeus. It's Zeus? Okay. Yeah. yeah, Russell Crowe is Zeus. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good casting. Yeah. Um, well, I got a couple questions about this one because now you see Amit just, or you see Harrow straight up just kidnap Steven and say, hey, listen, Steven, like you can join me because I used to have Conchu in my head. I was the, the avatar and I know where you're at. You're seeing things, you're hearing things. If you just help me summon Amit, find the tube, like we we can basically do the same thing Conchu's asking you to do, bring people to judgment. It's just that with Amit, we do it before they've done any evil, before they've done bad. You know, um Minority Report. Minority report kind of stuff. And Steven's like, I'm not gonna kill people who are innocent before they've committed crimes. Um question that we now in the second one introduce Layla, that's Mark's wife. Mark Steven has no idea she's she exists. Uh Layla from the comics? No. Well, well, I want to say a few things. First, I did want to reference as far as, you know, um, what they did with Steve and how it's different. Um, The the British accent is actually a very clever way to distinguish them. You don't have that in comics. You know, I mean, so it's like, all right, so having the different accents, the different personality, it makes a lot of sense. So I thought that that, that was an interesting idea. And and we'll get to the explanation for for who Steven is to him. But I, I, I thought that was a really good idea. Um, the idea that, you know, of, of him trying to appeal to him that way. Yeah. I mean, look, it's, it, as I said, it's Minari report. It, it, it's bad. Yeah. I like, you know, I like the idea of, you know, the, the judgment because it's a big part of the Egyptian mythology. 
you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, but, but it's supposed to be, you're judging the dead, not the judging, you know, someone before they've, they've really lived their whole life. So I, I like that idea. I like the idea of this pantheon. Um, I thought it was cool and interesting. I mean, again, this idea that, you know, look, that generally what the Marvel comics has done with all the, the, the pantheons and there's, and there's multiple, I mean, every mythology that exists, they've done them in the Marvel comics somewhere or not. And the general idea has been that, look, the, those gods aren't as in favor, and they usually derive some power from the worship. So mm-hmm. a lot of time they're not as powerful, or they've just, you know, or, or usually there's some idea that I hope that we're going to get in, Lo- in Love and Thunder, seeing as how we're going to have, you know, it's you know, seemingly a Greek pantheon with the Asgardians, that these pantheons had an agreement amongst themselves to not dabble as much, to stay out of things, or otherwise they, they might go to war, because that's a thing that or- can happen. Be hunted by Gore, who's the well, exactly, Love exactly. and Thunder, right? Which, which I want, so, I want to get to the Gore of it, you know, by the time we get through to episode six, because I was, I thought that there was a great opportunity that they missed, especially to introduce the, the villain for Love and Thunder, you who's know, hunting gods. Yeah, it's it's a tricky thing, you know. We keep having this conversation. I just had this conversation. We'll get into Doctor Strange, obviously, later in the week, but you know, how much should these things be connected? It's the same this one feels world. very disconnected. Yeah. What I always say is what Feige, what Kevin Feige does really well is some people go like, oh my God, it's too connected. Not too connected. It's actually always, a li- always personally a little less connected than I'd like. You know, mm-hmm. you think they imply the connection and maybe it's there and then it doesn't really matter. The other properties don't matter. The, the truth is the way these things are written, the writers are writing on their own. And then every now and then they come and go, you can't do that, or maybe just stick this in. That's Or the calendar shifts. Yeah. The production calendar shifts, and it throws things a little bit out of whack. And and then, and again, we'll discuss this with Doctor Strange, but, and then they, sometimes they do a quick reshoot to put something in to just make a little explanation. Um, It it seems like when Doctor Strange was going to release before No Way Home, it seems like there's a No Way Home reshoot scene that was now in Doctor Strange. That's exactly what happened. smooth it out. Yeah. Yeah. And which is great. It, It really... But guys, go see Doctor Strange too. It's really phenomenal. Um, but, let's talk about. But oh, go ahead. Well, my point is that you know, like at the end of Wandavision, we get that scene that you know. Um, and again, we're not going to go into Doctor Strange thing, but I just want to say, the end of Wandavision, the tag you have it. It's clearly it's set up for Doctor Strange two, and mm-hmm. in fact, is not a scene out of Doctor Strange two. It's just it's something that's implying where it's going, and you know so. To me, I think that, you know, when you look at all the Marvel movies going all the way back to Iron Man, that's what they've done in the tag. And I think that that's a great thing to have in a tag, you know, and and if it if it can work on both levels, I, I thought it would have been a really cool thing to have Gore the God Butcher, who is the bad guy in Thor, you know, Love and Thunder, who, who is exactly what he sounds like. He's someone that's going to goes around and kills pantheons because in the Marvel yeah. comics... There's a lot of them. And there's all kinds of, even aliens have pantheons. Like the idea of these gods, these other dimensional beings existing, who've existed for all kinds of civilizations, not just the earthlings. So, you know, and there's a, the idea there's a being that, that has a thing against them. They've, act, they've mm-hmm. actually done this. It wasn't, of course, not the first, you know, that even though there's Mangog, I mean, the Demiurge, they've, they've done a few of these usually in Thor comics, but, um, it would have been a perfect place uh, to bring in 
at the end of Moon Knight, you know, to say, I mean, you have to kill them all if you want to keep right. them around. But to actually see that would have been cool. You know, likewise, it'd be great to see that, you know, in the Thor movie, we probably won't. Right. But, you know, to see the Egyptian gods yeah. in the pan- one of the pantheons. I agree. Right. And we've and we've seen other things. We've seen stuff in Shang-Chi. We've seen stuff in Black Panther. We've seen these other worlds. Right. Um, based on, on their religions. Uh, did, did so the catch, question I have. Did you catch? Well, go ahead. Um, that, that, that they make that Black Panther reference in Moon Knight. Tell me about it. So, oh well, well, they do. They do in episode five. Yes, yeah. They talk about the the afterlife and how beautiful their multiple afterlife. So, the question I have for episode two, Ian, is when Stephen finally triggers the suit, the way that Mark triggers the Moon Knight suit we talked about with the wraps that looks like Kanchu, he gets the Mister Knight suit. But I didn't think that in the comics, Mister Knight was exclusive to Stephen. No. Mr. But Knight it's a really smart move here, like with the accent, in order yes. to differentiate whether Stephen or Mark are yeah. the ones that are now Moon Knight. And, and even that idea, the idea that it's the different personalities that are being Moon Knight, that's not, that's not in the comics. Moon Knight okay. is Moon Knight. And once he's Moon okay. Knight, he's clear on what he is. Mr. So Knight, what's the Mr. Knight scene? Yeah. It's just in his mission as Moon Knight, sometimes he just takes on that aspect. But he's still Moon Sorry Knight. about that. Matt's adding another show to the Geeks Game Network. That's what happens every time there's a siren, folks. Subscribe yeah. to Geekscape but, but, Podcast. Yeah, on the abilities are there, and it's just it's how he's presenting himself. Okay. You know, it, maybe, maybe it's, <clears throat> it's a confrontation. It's a little more direct, and he's Mr. Knight. You know, it's just he's not on the street level fighting necessarily. I think it's smart here that's, it, that it was a Stephen's very smart the Mr. Knight. Clue, and essentially, it's an Easter egg. Okay. You know, what was I, really I, cool, though, is... Yeah. In episode six, when they're just switching between them, no, kicking ass, I, helping I, each other I out. I really enjoyed it. I thought it worked really well. You know, um, again, but it, but these ideas are the different aspects. And, and by the way, that's the thing. You know, when, when it first happens and he's switching and like, I don't know about you, but at the end of this, I'm unclear about something. When he's switching, like when he's driving the truck, right? It's back and yes. forth between Stephen and Mark. There's no implication that, that, that he... That he or, well, maybe or Stephen and Jake. Work. Yes, yeah, yeah. But, but there's no implication that when he's switching and he's beating people up, that he's summoned the suit. Right. You know, when Jake it first happens, when Jake it just kills. Well, exactly, because Mark Spector is a mercenary. So, I mean, my take on it is like, because, and again, remember, going into this and in that first, you know, you know, before we get the full-on suit and see that, I mean, even at the end of episode one, when you see it for the first time. You know, I'm like, I don't have a sense that he's any different than the comic Moon Knight that can just kick ass, which Mark Spector can do. Mark yeah. Spector doesn't need a suit to beat up 15 guys. Right. You know, I mean, because essentially, I'm, I'm saying, and comic wise, he's sort of like he's Batman. He's, you know, he's a mercenary. He's a, he's a, a very skilled, you know, hand to hand combatant. So, episode three. Now we kind of, now we're in Egypt. And we're going to open up this whole Greek pantheon stuff. Um, does Kanchu have the power to reset the stars like he does at the end of this episode in the comics? We we haven't seen that. And, you know, they do get into a thing recently, and, you know, and they did a whole thing with the Avengers about Kanchu getting much more powerful. But we've, mm-hmm. but we've never seen you know prior to that. I mean, yeah, again, they're pushing major you know, godlike powers in this. And, and that's and, not in the comics. No, and and then and then, and they go that far with even with Moon Knight, right? And listen again, it does make more sense if he's an avatar of a god. That I mean, I do I like this as a comic mm-hmm. purist. 
I'm bothered. But I accept that, you know, it's something that the Marvel Universe didn't have. So I do like it in that, in that sense. I mean, I'll get ultimately him flying. I'm like, you know, I have to say this in the DC analysis. It's like, in some ways, he went from, you know, a Batman analog to a Superman analog. Yeah. You know? And that was weird. So, so More like Shazam? Sure. Because he can summon sure. a power? Sure. But, but, you know, like, when you talked about his Crescent Copter... And by doing that, they gave you that image because that was always mm-hmm. what it was. His crescent cop, and he had that image against the moon. And he's suddenly flying. He's like, yeah. yeah at the end of episode six, he he's he's blasting around and flying. Uh, Big Yang says that he saw that Echo was planned to be the uh, love interest originally. Do you agree? I don't know where that I'd one came heard from, that. but I hadn't heard it. But we love you, Big Yanks. Thanks for watching, listening. I mean, um, it's an interesting idea. Yeah. As far totally. as across, but you know, I, I think that I feel like that would surprise me because I think that what they set up with Echo is for her to have her own series. Yeah. Uh, Jim Pagarelli says when Steven is told to summon the suit in episode two, he might not have any idea what the regular Moon Knight suit looks like. So maybe Mr. Knight is just his best guess. It's a suit. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely a suit. Exactly. That, that, and by the way, that, that makes total sense. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's 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 see. Episode three. My big things with episode three uh, was when it got to the horse dudes, like throwing like, like with the bows and arrows and stuff. I thought that was a little weird. It's just kind of, it's starting to get a little Indiana Jones territory. We got to, we got to get to the tomb before the bad guys get to the tomb. Exactly I'm okay with that is. stuff. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the, we do get the Egyptian pantheon for sure. in episode four, uh, three, uh, my big thing we talked about, it was like, are they like the guardians? Are they like the other gods we've seen in the Marvel universe? And I, I agree. Like, I think it would be great to have a stinger where one of them is being hunted by something off screen or something. And we realize that it's a preview for Gore, the God Butcher in, in Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, we did not get that. What we get instead is more race to the uh, tomb in episode four. Um, and it's by this point, I'm, I'm kind of being like, OK, is this just going to like is this show just going to be mark and layla trying to race somebody to a tomb and then they stop them maybe there's something big you know special effects thing at the end with the gods is that all it is and then by the end of the episode mark's shot in the chest twice well, wait, <laughs> and you're like oh hello so jonathan you're moving a little quick i'm just gonna back up real okay. quickly so when episode two ended and suddenly marks in egypt yeah for me i wasn't clear initially and i was hoping that was a flashback because i really? wanted to see him become moon Knight. You'd have to be patient. Well, I know. But even then, did we... But I'm saying, I wanted to see the origin. And I feel that when we did get that, they did it pretty quickly. Like, you just referenced, you know, but you know what I mean? Like it... Yeah, but but because, for me, the narrative was stopping uh, Arthur Harrow from getting to the tomb, the, the, the end of episode two, where he's in Egypt, I was like, oh, great, we're progressing. Right. We're throwing the football down the field. We're getting to the point well, where like, the, the good guys Raiders, can win. Right? Yeah, and then it turns into Raiders, which I was fine with in episode three, kind of. It's kind of starting to get a little but I'm saying, and the race, It's Raiders in a lot of ways, because it's the race for the thing, you know, that's that's very Raiders. Obviously, once you're They're in it, you know, yeah. And, you know, and, you know, it's arguably, you know, you, you have a bit of, um, what do you call it? Um, um, Last Crusade in there, you know, going mm-hmm. through the tombs, you know? Um, I mean, listen, there's a lot of movies that that's what it's doing. It's, it's, it's the a episode different genre and it's pushing that. Four was so dark 
that you couldn't see half of what was going on. The choreography, like you really had to like jack up the brightness on your TV to see some of these sequences. I I watched it on a really big TV, so I didn't struggle as much. Sure. But because I'm saying on a a smaller TV would have been tricky. Yeah, I I have a 57 inch TV. It was okay. But so as I said, I watched watched it on a bigger TV. Dang. What you got? You move into a house, you get yourself a big TV. A big TV. You're getting yourself. How is the man cave setting up? It's pretty good. I haven't been invited. I haven't been invited to the um, main cave. You know, it, it's it's actually getting to a place. I'm really close to like that. I could have people over to it. Okay. I got the couch in. I got the TV set up. It's still a little messy. Justin but... said it, Justin said he's been over there. No. I know. I'm making stuff no. up. I'm cr- trying to create friction. You've been outside. Ian lets me stay out. Let, well, in lets fairness, that, that was that was major pandemic period. I know. Still, so you know. <laughs> I know. But okay, so. Mark gets shot in the chest twice after he finds the tomb of, you know, and uh, so Harold looks like he wins. He's found the tomb. He's ready to resurrect his God. He's found the little uh, amiibo, the little statue where his God's trapped in that just needs to be shattered to release his God. And he shoots Mark twice in the chest. Mark wakes up in an insane asylum. And this is where his stuff starts turning into Legion, starts getting bonkers. And we see Mark and Stephen together in the insane asylum. Right. And then there's a third shaking sarcophagus that is not opened. We all kind of know it's Jake Lockley. Uh, well, we only then, know uh, that because we've read comics. People that haven't read comics don't know that. They're like, who's in the sarcophagus? And then they got to go to the Google. Um, but we see Tarawit at the end of the episode, the hippo god who the afterlife, who leads you through the afterlife. And that was the cliffhanger that got spoiled for me, but all good because we go into episode five and this episode i'll go ahead and i'll have egg on my face i watched this episode through and it was such a diversion from the raiders of the lost ark stop arthur harrow from like resurrecting the evil god to mark and steven are suddenly in the afterlife and we're having flashback episodes and those usually land at this point in a DC Plus show where you start to have an episodes. For me, with uh, this isn't this is Netflix, but the one that I loved was the Kingpin episode eight on the first season of Daredevil. I love mm-hmm. that; that was great. But usually, somewhere in this three fifths, four fifths through a season, you're going to start getting the flashback episode origin. And this was that while the progression to the afterlife. And I was just the first time I watched this, I was like, "This is bonkers! I don't know where the show is." It's confusing. It's driving me crazy. I loved it. And I even went so far as to send Ian a picture of Fonzie jumping a shark. Yeah. And I just rolled my eyes. I'm like, he's just, I don't know what this episode is going to be like talking this through to him because Jonathan's just off the rails again. Jonathan's fucking wrong. Yeah. And I go online and I see that people are kind of liking the episode in a big way and that they're getting the emotional impact that just washed all over me because I'm a callous human being. Yeah. And I said, you know what, Jonathan, you're a little more awake now. You've had your morning coffee. Let's watch it again. And every you, beat you, hit. You turned your humanity on for a second view, right? <laughs> oh, let's not go that far, Ian. It's, I haven't seen that in years. But that being said, um, that was great. And the writing was the best of any of any episode. The emotional stuff was insane. And when young uh mark's brother says later gators i was like please don't do this i already knew what was in store that mark a young mark was going to lose his brother 
He's going to blame himself for it. His mother was going to turn on him and he was going to have to create the Stephen Grant persona based on his like fictional love of adventure movies to save him. And that when the little kid starts speaking in a British accent, when his mom is banging on the door to get in to abuse him, I was like, no, I can't watch this. This is, this is brutal. It was an incredible flashback episode. It was so well-written. Yeah. Everything was well done. Yeah. I, I and love we got some action. Uh, I mean, I don't know what to say about it. Other than Jonathan got egg on his face, went back and watched it and every beat worked. <laughs> And we got such a beautiful explanation for why Mark created an alter ego in a different persona. Um, yeah, this is this is a really beautiful episode, arguably my favorite Disney Plus Marvel episode of any of the series. And this really elevates the series to me. It can be really confusing to a lot of people. And I can see where it definitely confused earlier Jonathan. Let's call him the uh, other Jonathan persona. But when I flip personas to more patient John, human Jonathan. I saw Jake Lockley like last night, right? <laughs> last night, uh, when that kid started taking photos of Doctor Strange too, the screen in like putting him on his Instagram. Yeah, you saw Jake Lockley Jonathan snap out. And let's just say that kid did not wait for the teaser. That was weird. He left the theater before the teaser. He was afraid. Uh, if he was such a Marvel fan that he wanted to get cred on social media by posting spoilers to his stupid Instagram stories you thought he was a Marvel fan enough to know that there were going to be credit tags why didn't he wait through the credits? Because he was afraid of you. No I think it's because he saw Justin and he knew I was going to pick up Justin and throw him at him (laughs) Uh, Big Yanks is throwing shade. Big Yanks says 57 inch LMAO shorty. Hey man listen. All right, Big Yanks is going to buy me a TV for my wedding Thanks. You can also arm wrestle Ian at my wedding, so have fun with that. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, Jim Pagarani says, yeah, episode five did remind me a lot of Legion. I think it's season one of Legion, episode seven. The whole uh, thing is a mental protection and like an asylum. I don't know. Uh, mental projection, I think Jim means, means to say in an asylum. Uh, yeah, it was heavy Legion. And I can see why that shook a lot of people. It shook early Jonathan, but Late Jonathan loves this episode so much. And by the end of it, I was all effing in. In the, the ending, where Steven pretty much sacrifices himself, saving Mark, and the whole realization that if Mark knows how to fight, I know how to fight, let's go save Mark, and it costs him. That was beautiful. Yeah, it was great. Insane. Emotional. Leading into Gods and Monsters, where now Mark is in the afterlife. We've seen this afterlife it's the beautiful promise of a balanced life. The hearts are balanced. Tarawet told you about it. She said it's very beautiful. It's like the um, it's like the afterlife that the uh, Wakandans believe in, you know, that we've seen in um, Black Panther. Uh, any Easter eggs that I've been missing in any of these episodes that are similar to that Black Panther reference, Ian? Um, we'll, t- we'll talk about the one in the in the stinger. Uh, but when we get to episode six, but yeah, anything yeah, you miss so there's not there aren't huge Easter eggs. I think I think that that's about it. I mean, I, I do want to talk about episode six and Layla in terms of to what extent that's an Easter egg or an, an amalgam of a character and stuff. But well, let's get to it because Mark is in the afterlife. We've we've seen some back and forth with the asylum and still where we've got uh, a version of. Arthur Harrow running the asylum and kind of keeping Mark slash Stephen slash Jake Lockley, you can argue, imprisoned there mm-hmm. in his mind, doing a little bit of gaslighting there. It's it's up to you whether or not how much of that degree you think that that's a literal place or a mental place. 
but here we got ourselves with uh, Mark in the afterlife with this beautiful fields of wheat. And he says, no, 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 no. I can't leave Stephen like that. I can't leave him imprisoned as sand in the underworld. I'm going to go back and get him. I, I thought that and he was, races back to save him. I thought that was interesting because, hmm. you know, they do this interesting thing with the Mark-Stephen relationship where they're acting like brothers. By this point, yes, because what, they've seen how the origin and its tragic origin. For what, the two of them. Which is endearing. But I think what bugs me about that is, I guess you can argue it's self-love, but um, not get your mind out of the gutter, Jonathan. But no, sir, please. But still thinking about fighting kids in a movie theater. Well, as I said, get your mind out of the gutter, Jonathan. But um, you know, I feel like it would have been better to present that as no, he has to save Stephen because it's part of him. Because I think ultimately that's the idea sure. when he when he with the heart and sharing the soul. It's like, but it's part of his soul. That, mm-hmm. that's what the idea should be you know peter david did this what for me was the def- such a definitive thing when in back in incredible hulk 377 because you know the, the the famous multiple personality is the hulk right and this unification thing you know um so that was me, smart hulk well more than Post just mr smart fix it smart hulk yes but but here's the thing is they had done professor hulk before Mm-hmm. Professor Hulk, and in the comics, I mean, in the MCU, what we're calling Professor Hulk is it, is exactly what I'm saying. But in the comics, they had done a just Hulk with Bruce Banner's brain before, and he was just, he didn't have the any rage. He was just very, he was Banner in the Hulk spot. Oh. Yeah. Okay? But what David did later was he took, you know, Joe Fix-It, he did the childlike Hulk, and Bruce emerged all of them. Okay, and that was a more rounded personality. You know, he had edge to him. He had the conniving stuff of Joe Fixit, but he had Bruce's intellect. So it was more than just what we called Professor Hulk, but he was a smart Hulk. Okay. Um, anyway, and and, and that, that's the point is Stephen there to just protect Mark, which of course as adults seems really odd, right? You know, and it actually begs the question of, well, what is Jake? Well, Jake is really what I think is protecting Mark. Both of them. Yes. Mark, arguably, as an adult, became somebody who could protect himself because he learned how to fight, you know, went in the military. But Jake was clearly the the one that, you know, no nonsense, just whatever it takes was going to just hurt someone. That wasn't Steven. My point is yeah. that normally in these stories, when you see, you know, oh, the protective personality, they're the, the crazy badass type. And that's what Jake is. Mm-hmm. Steven's more of the retreat. So we skipped over in that episode five, but you got your origin. One of the doors that they go behind the, to see the, yeah, the memory you, you was got the origin. It, but, but you didn't really see, you saw the aftermath of it. You didn't actually see it. Right. And you saw that Mark was betrayed yeah. by the same character that was in the origin. The, the bad mercenary Bushman. group. Yeah. And Bushman, and he works his way into the tube and he dies. And for me, that was, I, that was enough for me to be like, hey, Kanchu manipulated this guy because it becomes an issue in okay. episode six when Kanchu appeals to Layla to say, hey, like, Mark is dead. Amit's going to be resurrected. I need to possess you. And Layla has to fight off the. You, actually, Layla doesn't have to fight it at all. She's like, go F yourself, Khonshu. I'm never going to let you possess me. I'm never going to become your avatar. So a depowered Layla 
has to watch Amit get resurrected, give a ton of power to Harrow, and Harrow just starts being like, hey, we're going to Cairo. We're going to start sucking souls. It's soul sucking time. And it looks like Amit is one. Mark's still dead. But when he saves Steve, when he saves Steven, and obviously uh, Jim Pagarelli in the Facebook uh, comment says Jake would have just left Steven's ass there in the sand. Um, she uh, actually gets another god. She starts freeing, another, freeing other gods and breaking their statues. And she has she's possessed by another god. Uh, Layla gets powers. Yes. She becomes an avatar. Tell me about that because if Layla's on the comics, it sounds like this isn't in the comics. Well, well, Scarlet Scarab. So apparently they're calling, they're calling it Scarlet, Scarlet, Scarlet Scarab. Yeah. And okay. Scarlet Scarab is a character from comics, not specifically Moon Knight char- comics. It, Scarlet Scarab is an Egyptian character, goes ba- back to the Invaders comic. And the Invaders was basically... Oh my God. Yeah, Invaders was basically... The 40s one? Yeah, yeah. Now, now wow. let, let's remember, the Invaders is, is a retconned uh, team, a Captain America's team in the 40s, but not from the 40s comics. Okay, the invader, it was in the 70s. They said, oh, Captain America had an Avengers-type team in the 40s. And originally, Scarlet Scarab was actually a, a, a villain who then, you know, because he's Egyptian and all that, um, that then decides, oh, no, Nazis are bad. So ends up fighting with the invaders, but was initially a bad guy. And, um, and I believe, actually, though, that, you know, the hint of that is that Layla's father's name is the original Scarlet Scarab's name. That's cool. Yeah. That's a cool Easter egg. Yeah, That's a really I'm, I'm cool Easter egg. Yeah. So and when um, she's she gets like flight power, she I, I started calling her Wonder Woman 1984. Really? I mean, it, because she starts getting like the metal and, wings. Yeah, exactly. And everything. I said the exact same thing. I was like, it's, it's Wonder Woman, <laughs> and all the things she became she's Wonder doing. Woman 1984. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. So Layla becomes an avatar. She kind of holds down the fort until Mark is resurrected after saving Stephen. Now Conchu's back in business, but Conchu. It literally is back in business. The souls start getting sucked so badly and time is running out for them that Amit is now literalized. He's a giant that she's a giant god on earth mm-hmm. stomping around. Oh, like I a thought kaiju. Amit was cool looking. I mean, you know, yeah, Amit was awesome. crocodile, you know, it was just These cool tendrils. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Stomping on things, throwing cars. Yeah. The, and the, now the you got, question is, did, 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 did they jump ahead of that from black Adam, you know? I don't know, but it's a good point. We'll see what what they do in Black Adam because the the at this episode, I can see why people would say it's bonkers. There are a couple of people who texted me were like, "No, nah, Moon Knight was bad, dude. That ending was whack." Well, listen, um, I mean, but I kind of like the kaiju gods fighting yeah, when my, when, when Kaiju comes back and is is a kaiju. He fights the kaiju Amit, look, and then look. on the street, you've got three heroes or people fighting. You've got Harrow who's powered, and you've got Moon Knight and Layla. No, listen, I, I thought that was fun. I mean, look, here's a problem, you know, and I mean, I just had this conversation with my wife last night, who's a writer. This is what you'll talk about. And yeah, well, we talk about these kinds of things a lot. We definitely talk about breaking down story, all that, you know, and, okay. and what the problem you have with, you know, most comic book properties, superhero properties is no matter how good it is. And she, she says to me all the time, like, yeah, you get to the end and, you know, she loves the character stuff and, and it takes her out. She like, we watch as a family, we watch Superman and Lois with my stepson is 12 and it's funny. My wife, she's all in for the family stuff. And then next thing, Superman's on screen fighting someone. She's like, all right, I'm going to sleep now. You know? Spectacle stuff. She's not yeah, part or, of the, or you, when they get the, the com- yeah, it's like, you know, and I mean, and there's different ways of doing it. I, you know, um, I think that moon Knight 
as a gen- as a show across the board didn't do so much of it that it got overly redundant. You know, I, I agree with you. I actually thought it was really kind of cool. You know, you have the gods fighting and the, a- the avatars fighting at the same time. I thought that, that was cool and fun. Um, so yeah, I mostly enjoy that, you know, them working together. I think I'm really interested to see what they do with Scarlet Scarab. Um, it's sort of one of my issues with the way Moon Knight ended because like, well, where the hell did she go? Right. You know, like, you're right. Yeah. Like, like the show was developed in a big way, both that she was devoted to Mark and obviously, you know, Mark loves it, but Steven loves her too. And she sort of has something developing with Steven, sort arguably recognizing he really is Mark, you know, but, and then where is she, you know? And uh, honestly, um, I, I was really enjoying it. Um, I was kind of confused by the ending, you know? And correct me if I'm wrong, but Mark asks to be freed at the end by Kanchu. Right. And, so, and does, so does he not have his powers at the end when he wakes up again, he's, but he's Mark and he wakes up in Steven's situation where he ha- he's, he's chained to the bed and he trips and falls on the sand. Like we saw in the opening episode. Uh, so, so back up, back up. We know, him? we know that there's a moment that he blanked again and clearly Jake Lockley persona took over. In yeah. Place, uh, right? Yeah. There's, so we know yeah, there's enough day. There's a lot of Deus Ex going on in this yeah. episode. So, 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 so we know that happened. We, we know that they did, you know, they definitely put throughout the series that there's another personality. So we know mm-hmm. that that's in there, you know, then we see that, you know, they're beating, you know, they beat Amit by beating Harrow, right? They mm-hmm. put Arrow in there and there's an actual conversation that he's not going to kill him. Right. That Harrow's now a prison for Amit. Right. That's what it seems like. But then you cut to the asylum. And for this, this is where it got really like, wait, what the fuck? What's happening now? This is the because, kind of tag, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. But here's the thing is they've established that the asylum we saw before was basically Mark's mind making sense of the afterlife and about being about to be judged. Okay. That made, I thought that was great. So that made a lot of sense, you know? Um, so to then have Harrow in Asylum, and here's where, where it gets me. I'm like... And it can't be Harrow's Asylum because he wasn't killed. No, it, it's obviously, it's clearly, it's a physical place. He's in an asylum. And I'm like, are we supposed to make a connection that Mark said, well, we're not going to kill him. And then what? They came and he got arrested? And he still has the long hair. So that is the Harrow from the physical world. Yeah, he's the Harrow from and the physical get- world. He got arrested? Is he suddenly like they just took him, you know, like, am I in the Batman now? And they took him to the asylum? To, like, I, do you know Arkham? what I mean? Like, it suddenly felt yeah. like, was I, I suddenly felt like I was in a different property. It, it was cool, though, that when they got to the exterior, the, the asylum was named after Bill Sankowitz. Yes, but but you see, my, cool. you see my point, though, I, right? I do. I, it, it, it got a little, if they had just made it look like a different asylum and been like, hey, this is the real world. He did get like arrested for whatever cult he was running around with, stealing souls, like whatever, or anything outside. You know, like I don't, I don't get it. You know, I think, I I think making it a little different would have helped clarify that something. Right. You know, it it seems like a weird jump. And likewise, we had several weird jumps because we have that. We have Mark and Stephen are back in Stephen's apartment. 
you know, which is weird in itself. It's England. You know? It's in London. By yeah. the way, even the idea, I never thought they did a great job of explaining. So he has an apartment on his own. So is he is he the Stephen persona so often that he had to have his own apartment that isn't Mark's apartment, but Mark also does clearly because he hides stuff there too. So is it both? And Mark their has apartment? money. Yeah, so Mark is Funding the apartment, knowing that sometimes he becomes Steven sometimes he associates so changes it. the fish. You know, he uses like the, the stacks guys, of cash. He's got fish in. Yeah, oh, sure. Why so, not? So I guess it's both their apparent. Mm-hmm. The goldfish drawing it in episode five. Well, by the way, and, and even the idea, Stephen gets calls from the mother. It's not real, so that's like uh, Stephen's delusional when he's when he's Stephen. Could be Conchu using a lady's voice. Hi, Mark. Well, listen, I, I get the joke, but, you know, Conchu's not taking any agency in, in this illness that Mark has. Mark's right. had it long before there was Conchu. Mm-hmm. Conchu takes advantage of it to some extent. So, so then back to your question, he denies the power, and Conchu kind of says the idea is like, yeah, I don't care because I'm keeping this one, you know? Mm-hmm. So, which inherently means that they have it, but here's what did make sense to me. Cause Wait, doesn't keeping Mark this one in reference to what? Jake. In- in reference to Jake. Yeah, but, so, but, okay. But my issue is that doesn't Mark say, oh, we're still going to be a superhero? Like, so he's still going to have the power? I, it didn't quite make sense to mm-hmm. me. But at least you got to see Jake Lockley. Right. <laughs> and Jake Lockley speaks Spanish. I don't know why. Yeah. yeah with a little bit of a New York style. Yeah, I don't, I don't know so, why. And he shoots Harrow in the head. Yeah. Freeing Amit. <laughs> if Harrow's now the prison for Amit's spirit, it's like well, no, but they like said they, they, they the said they, no, what they said was if you kill him, you're killing Amit because Amit's in him. Oh, got it right, 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 right. That's what they said. Oh, Jake Lockley, Lockley has no problems doing that. No, not at all. Um, okay, so it's very messy in the begin at the ending. Yeah, but overall, like well. good series. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I mostly loved it. I just thought it didn't quite stick. The, the ending seemed a bit confused. Oh, I, I meant to, so I looked up. So the thing with Bushman, Jeremy Slater, who was the showrunner, said he didn't do Bushman as the villain because Bushman really is basically our Killmonger. Sure. I mean, he's really, sure. it's pretty much the same character, you know? Um, so, like, it just, you know, no reason to do it. And I get why even do the quick, even to show him at all, it's still just Eric Killmonger, you know? Right. Honestly, right. what would have been really cool is just have the Eric Killmonger's when he did it, you know? When you were going back. They didn't do that. He's working but, for Killmonger. Yeah. Or if he's working for Ulysses Claw, would have been awesome, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, again, they've said all along, Larry, they made it separate and all that, even though it's the same world. Because at a certain point, maybe it gets a little silly to have those connections. You know, it's a big world. Mm-hmm. So, so but, Ian, we're talking about this Killmonger thing, which would have been cool. The claw thing would have been cool. Some kind of reference to the greater MCU. I am not confident we're going to get a uh, second season of of uh, Moon Knight just because it looks like Oscar Isaac is such a stratospheric per, like well talent. I don't know that it's about that. Look, yeah, you have to look at it like this. You know, this the six episode thing. It's just it's just a movie. Yeah, it's just you know. They, so they, they could bring it back for a sequel. That, that, that's that, that's what's happened. You know, you have people, actors that used to be. Oh, they'd never do television. It's not television. Mm-hmm. Look, you know, you have to realize. Yeah, we get six hours. You know, that's the thing. You know, we we get nine episodes. That's what Kevin Feige said. They budget these out. They're six hours long. However, they cut them up. That's what they are. 
And, you know, and budget wise, you know, it's just, it, it's shooting a movie. That's what it is for the actors. It's, cool. they, they slot in shooting a movie, they slot in shooting one of these series. You know, it, it's the same thing. So, do you think we're going to get a Moon Knight season two? I'd be surprised if we didn't. What the EPs have said is they haven't heard because, you know, generally the way Marvel works is they're not necessarily doing another movie. It's what are the other plans? In my mind, there isn't a logical leap that he's now, you know, in a certain feature. It's not like Ms. Marvel, we know that we're getting a series and then she's going to leap into the Marvels, you know? Yes. Even that doesn't mean there isn't a season two, but I'm just saying, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. I do have something I wanted to say about that. But, um, but yeah, it's interesting, you know, Loki season two we're waiting for, you know, um, I hope he's going to show up in, uh, Thor Love and Thunder. Um, I have more to say on that, that, that I'm going to save for Dr. Strange, but, um, She-Hulk, yeah, another interesting one. We are going to get, you know, Hulk in that, you know, Banner Hulk and Abomination. Yes. Yes. It's going to be a party. Um, it's going to be a gamma I, I do, party. I, you know, as I've said for a while, I think that they, ha- they have some big plans of pieces of moving around the board, you know, that they're, they're doing a Thunderbolts style Dark Avengers thing. You know, I think that they're doing that in a big picture thing to create that to then spur on the recreation of the, of the Avengers. And you so know? would Moon Knight land in any of that? Moon Knight like, definitely, could, Moon could, Knight could definitely land, in, land in, in, a, in, in something like that. A it continuation of the Daredevil story? That well, I don't see that's the thing. Classic Moon Knight, yes, this version of Moon Knight, I don't think so. Cool. You know, um, it seems like they're tying more listen, the most recent take on Moon Knight, they actually have him dealing with more supernatural stuff. You okay, know, so and, he and can his first appearance blade. is actually in a werewolf by night comic. So could we see him in like the Black Knight Blade story that yeah, we had we from totally the Eternals? could. We totally okay. could. I'm not saying that's what they're going to do, but I mean, yes, you are. Th- th- that, 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 that's, that's a direction that actually can make a lot of sense, you know? So there's some diversity in like the ideas that they can go with on Moon Knight. Listen, I'm confident we're going to see him again. I'm less, I'm more confident that it's going to be in someone else's story than it's going to be in a Moon Knight story. That, that's the question. That's mm-hmm. the question. Well, I'm down either way. I'm down because I really enjoyed this one. Yeah. Even if it got messy at times, even if Jonathan grumpy watched an episode and didn't like it, then had to rewatch it. I was still down with it. All right. I, I, I mean, those first, that first episode is so strong. And yeah, then on revision, uh, on revisiting it, that fifth episode is phenomenal yeah. that I, I look forward to more of it. Um, Ian, we're going to talk some Doctor Strange in a few days. Right. I get a chance to see it again tomorrow. Cool. Um, Geekscape is listening to this. Please protect yourselves from the internet and the person sitting in front of me during the screening who is posting pictures from the screen onto his yeah. social media. And here's the thing. Uh, is pro- these movies, you got to go see them right away. It, it's annoying. Please that go it's see them. Opening point. weekend, please go see them. Yeah, yeah. T- time was you could wait. You know, you were safe till Monday. I don't feel safe anymore. Mm-hmm. I, John, I don't feel safe. I can't. I mean, I'm not safe <laughs> in my own home. Do I need to go and beat up? I threaten to beat up high schoolers. No, you, you, know, you, you have to Jay and Silent Bob this shit, Jonathan. Okay. You need to go <laughs> I was ready to, to yesterday. You got to go door to door, you know, to these mm. people that are posting shit on the internet. You know, you ring the bell, come out, you ask them if they're, that's the name, the handle, and you punch them in the face. Ian, I felt like such a not geek, but this guy was posting during one of the biggest spoilerific scenes, posting photos from the, taking photos in the theater and posting them to his fucking social media. And I got to tell you as distracting as that was, and as obnoxious as that was, 
it was also distracting for Heidi to be really disappointed with me the rest of the movie and be like, I can't believe you were going to, you said that Jonathan, I can't believe it. Violence is not the answer. Who are you? I can't believe you did that. I was like, baby, that was Jake Lockley talking. That's right. <laughs> that wasn't me. I like blacked out. And I was like, I'm going to kill this fucking kid yeah. if he doesn't put his fucking phone away. So you run that risk. Geeks gave us, put your phones away and avoid spoilers on the internet because there's a lot of Jake Lockley's running around out there. And Ian is actually one of them. I know Ian, he, he practices the lethal arts. I'm mild-mannered, man. I don't get in fights. <laughs> Ian, Ian says he would not have backed me up. He just wanted to watch the movie. <laughs> That's not what I said. What did you say? I said I wasn't getting involved unless until I saw the guy coming over over the seat. The seat. You know, okay. you're yelling. Cool. I'm just, I was just like, all right, I'm ignoring it. I'm watching the movie. If, if I saw him come over the seat, that'd have been different. And I was, you know? I was yelling at the You're guy. just sitting there screaming at the guy. I'm like, all right, I'm just, I'm over here watching this movie. I'm, I'm going to concentrate on the movie, you know, but. Does your wife think less of me? Um, I don't, I don't think she could think less of you. She thinks differently. <laughs> She's like, don't hang out with that wild card. That guy's getting insane. Yeah, she was just stuff. like, you know, it seemed like, listen. Jonathan's such a mild-mannered, nice guy. It, it seemed like, you know, it was about the distraction. And we're like, well, you know, so we're just like, you were being a much bigger distraction than him having his phone on. No, this motherfucker had us. Like, that phone was out and bright, and he, he kept taking it out to take photos. Yeah. And he straight up ignored me the first two times I had told him to put the phone away. I mean, you could. And I was a mess. And then he then he called me. Then he said. Then he said, "Shut up, dumbass." And that's when I said, "You're gonna get your ass beat." Uh, <laughs> that's where it, that's where Jake Lockley came out. And yeah. Heidi, then Heidi was mad at me. She's like, "Did you just say you're gonna beat that guy's ass?" And yeah. I was like, "No, I probably would have gone to get this. I would have gone to get the employees first. Come on, I just got mad when he called me a dumbass. It triggered me back to middle school." Yeah. I get it. Jake Lockley came out. I had like a British accent suddenly. I had a New York accent suddenly. I started sounding like big yanks. All right, Geeks gave us. You're going to see us very soon in the next few days as we talk Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And it's fantastic. We love the movie. I can't wait to see it again. I can't wait to talk to this guy, Ian, about it again. I think this was a great episode. Hopefully it helped clarify Moon Knight a little bit. And if not, maybe Moon Knight's just not your character. But as you know Marvel, you know Disney, there's going to be another one right around the corner. And there is with Geekscape too. If nothing else, it clarified for the listeners that you got a little Jake Lockley in you. (laughs) Yeah, I do. Yes, I do. Don't hate create or don't put your uh, phone, don't take your phone out in the theater or Jonathan's going to create mayhem. Uh, love you, dude. Thanks for doing this with me. Of Geekscape, as I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, share Geekscape with all your friends. Hit subscribe on all the podcatchers. And leave us a review. That really, really helps us get guests for the main show. Uh, it really helps when they're like, oh, let me check the reviews. Oh, people love this show. Awesome. I think I'll go and be a guest. And we're working on that stuff, too. So, Ian, I'll be talking to you soon. Geekscape us. Thank you. And don't hate create. And don't start fights at movie theaters if you can avoid it. Okay? Peace. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.